Hey everybody, welcome to Joyous Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting in all kinds of music. Let's get to it. everybody uh hey how's it going that gets more game show like every week I, <laughs> whoa who's that voice? Well <laughs> i don't know That's hey we've got stick. a guest we had a guest last week we but did. we were missing matt last week and we, we have a guest this week uh but we also have matt this week yeah and uh no, i was here i was just in the corner in the corner oh yeah. of course so thank you for letting me out of the corner yeah oh. we, we figured we was to give you a mic yeah. this time yeah. way to I go really matt <laughs> way to get in trouble I'm not in trouble anymore, though. At least you brought someone with you. My sister. <laughs> for no fair reason. You brought my sister. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hey, Ani. Hi, thanks for having me on the What's show. What's your name? Ani. Cool. <laughs> the name you just said. That's that the one. one. Yep. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Thanks, guys, um, for having me on the show. Really nice to be here. You're so welcome. I didn't have a choice. So there's four it people is. in this room. <laughs> just yep. in case that was confusing, because there's a lot of talking just now. There's four people here. There, That is very true. It's um, going to get really warm in here soon. I'll, I'll say. Oh, yeah. It's already really warm. So, oh, yeah. So to start off, last week I didn't really listen to any music because my sister's in town, which, and she's been far, far away for a while. And this is the first time we've seen each other in like two years. Almost two years. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize you brought a music embargo with you when you came into town. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't informed. Chad's Can only pay co- attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's drinking coffee, and he said that, and then sipped his coffee. Yeah, like, super that's serious. the punchline. Everybody <laughs> get with it. I got <laughs> jokes. Now you laugh. Uh, I think Dimitri Martin has a bit about that. Oh, but so, sister, what uh, what got you? And we typically ask guests just like about their musical background or whatever. Oh no, um, I didn't prepare for this. That's fine. Absolutely <laughs> fine. What uh, what got you into music in the um, first place? You know what? Well, we come from the same family. Accurate. Hence the sister thing. Hang on. (laughs) Yeah. News, guys. (laughs) Stay with it. Um, So our family is super musical. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, kicked me off into the music world. We did this thing called kinder music when we were kids, if you remember. I sure Where basically we were trained to understand rhythms and notes. And uh, I think that got me into the music world. And then from there, I've just taken off. (laughs) Nice. And then do you play any music or? I used to. Mm -hmm. I used to play some bit of guitar and piano. Now all that remains of the piano is the entire soundtrack of Amélie, that French movie. Mm-hmm. I am Amélie. Yeah. Uh, so my, yes. my brother and me reference oh. that Matt just got. I did not get that. It's okay. That's okay. My sister, my sister and me did not get it. There you go. They have to, they, anyway, I don't need to talk about another podcast on our podcast. So yeah, so that's uh-huh. all I can play. But I'm more on the singing side, so mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting back into. But I mostly listen to a lot of kind of like indie folk. I like electronic music as well. Like I really get down to some techno. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, a lot of like acoustic things, kind of older jazz. It's a little bit mixed. Would you say it's eclectic? eclectic? Oh. I would say oh. it's kind of like word? a joyous eclectic oh, mix. Wow. Actually, oh, neat. Yeah. 
just like me. That sounds um, <laughs> fun. I was going to say, is there anything you've been listening to this past week or well, that you want to plug or something like sure. that? Sure. Um, I just came back from Colombia. Mm-hmm. So I've the been country. sort of... The country. The country. Okay, I'm so sorry, actually I the country. Yeah, no. I'm so <laughs> yes. used to living in Tennessee. I'm really used to when somebody says, oh yeah, I was down in Colombia recently. Either they mean Columbia, Tennessee or Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. Hey, this Seamus. is a new Columbia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a new Columbia. Columbia. Columbia 2.0. Oh, exactly. Man. And they actually sell a bunch of mugs and t-shirts over there that say it's Colombia, not Columbia. Oh, oh interesting. Mm-hmm. They want like you to, to know. Mix it up. Yeah, I know. So yeah. just edit people out everything that I just said and then you can reinsert her saying Colombia. <laughs> what if I, Colombia. What if I but you have to do it like a little like head, head roll to Colombia. Colombia. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think you guys are getting it down. So um, some... Yeah, so some Colombian bands have mm-hmm. been sort of in my head. Um, so there's one called Monsieur Perine. Which is a little bit confusing because it's more of a French name, yep. even though they're from Colombia. Um, they have oh. some really nice uh, Colombian style beats in their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, insert some beats here. Yeah, if you don't know how to spell that too, it'll be in our description. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, that is a little bit confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Another beautiful Colombian band that I can also recommend is called Bomba Estéreo. They're a little bit more well known, but anyway, both of them have some great um, tiny desk concerts that I would recommend oh, nice. watching to cool. kind of get into their into yeah. their vibe. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Toy. Well, fun. That's my sister, everybody. See y'all later. That was a good show. (laughs) Bye. Just kidding. Uh, Matt, what about you? What you been listening to this past week? Uh, So I checked out a band called The True Loves. And they're in instrumental kind of silk Sulk outfit, I guess that's my term for funk and soul. Combined. Okay, I wondered uh, if that's where you were going, yeah. and then you just stuck with it's it. Gonna catch on. Was that totally on purpose? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I really wasn't. just thought it, it was you truncated those oh, words on accident. But now it could be. I mean, hashtag sulk. But it does make uh, it sound kind of sad, and I don't feel like soul funk is not at always all. very sad. So these guys are uh, in like a ten-piece, I think, instrumental band from Seattle, and uh, normally they accompany like you know. Uh, soul singers and R&B singers for backup, but they released a solo album last year, and it's all instrumental, and it's very, very, very good. Um, they're just like one of those really good rhythmic, like in the pocket bands. They with some like mighty fine horns and like some good saxophone and super tight drums. It's very good. Imagine listening to like James Brown just without the amazing voice of James Brown. Ugh. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what they sound like. So well, I've been checking them what out. What a glowing endorsement that was! <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've ever been, especially sitting because there. the irony of like without the amazing voice of James Brown, which sounds like in retrospect that was the sarcastic part. But then when you said, "Ugh," the fact that he was amazing, but the rest of it must not be like, "Oh, okay, well, so they suck." Got it. Yeah, <laughs> like, easy. A lot, of, a lot of layers of sarcasm. <laughs> a lot of layers, though. Too many. Making to it really easy to parse. So, if through. you've ever been sitting there listening to James Brown and thinking, "Man, I could really do without the James Brown part," <laughs> check these guys out. Um, they're really good. They're very fun. Um, yeah, been listening to that among about ten million other things this week because I uh, took a trip to St. Louis almost two weeks ago and I made a really cool playlist for that and I'm still getting through it because I put like 400 songs on there. Nice. Um, that was ambitious. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I if I'm going somewhere, even if it's like two hours away, I'm gonna make a huge playlist that I know I'm not gonna get through because I get nervous. If I put like twenty or thirty songs on a playlist and then I get through it and I'm still driving, then what am I gonna do? What, yeah. Like, what, oh what no, am... I have to listen to that again. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to go to repeat. There's there. definitely something to that. Like the first time I, I feel like I've mentioned this on here before, but the first time I listened to a whole album in one drive, I was like, whoa. <laughs> That just was weird because it felt like in my mind albums were such a long experience that mm. like they should last you hours, which is I mean it's like forty five minutes or whatever. But hmm. yeah. yeah, so sometimes I'll measure like how long driving around town is taking mm-hmm. me by how much of an album I've gotten yep. through. That happened to me and Alyssa I think last week after we left podcast we went to go to Taco Bell because mm-hmm. we hate ourselves <laughs> and uh, we the line was crazy at Taco Bell and they were just being so slow and so we got almost all the way through an album from leaving your house Ooh. going through Taco Bell's drive through and getting home. I was so mad <laughs> like, because I knew we had almost gotten through that album I was just like that took so long that I probably wouldn't have cared about it otherwise, honestly. <laughs> but you got your Taco Bell. But I did get my Taco Bell. That's all that really matters. They've got like a double cheesy ready to crunch right now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. They always got a cheesy ready to crunch. Yeah, but the, right now they have the double cheesy ready oh, to crunch, which oh. has What more makes it ground, double? It's more ground beef. There's like ground beef in the out in like the middle layer as well as in the inside. The real that's, question is, when are they going to come out with that triple, triple one? I mean... Oof. You just put Taco Bell, get at us. Come on. The triple. I know. You put a send double inside a double. Hospital. You made your own quadruple. That's kind of accurate, oh actually. Yeah, if you just like double And you made your own heart attack. All right, welcome to Taco Bell Labs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Chatifer? Really, all I've been listening to this week, uh, after we talked about Imogen Heap so much last week, I <laughs> sort of realized that I haven't really listened to anything she did in probably eight years. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, just, I mean, she hasn't really put anything out super recently, I guess, and she's just sort of been like on my periphery because I don't tend to watch a lot of her like just the like talks that she gives and stuff. So I, I've been re-listening to "Speak for Yourself" a bit this, yeah. this week, and that's that's really pretty much it. It's just a good album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does but, it bring you back to the good old days? A little bit, yeah. It's been kind of funny, like listening to it. I'm like, wow, I haven't listened to this in a long time, like since high school, and it's just like, oh, yeah, things have changed a little bit since <laughs> high school. <huh? laughs> So. It's weird too listening to some albums like that because the more you listen to, like they're really nostalgic for the first time, and then you listen to it again and again, and then eventually you have new memories of it, mm-hmm. and it's just not nostalgic anymore. Or it's not that it's not nostalgic, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like whoa brings me back all yeah. the way. You know, yeah. it's just I get like that. oh, this is just a and album that I listen to now. Yeah, I get that sometimes. Like there's there's one thing that I'm talking about today that because of like the transitional period of it, both of the bands that I'm going to talk about are things that I started listening to like all the way in high school and have been pretty with the band the whole time they've mm-hmm. been changing. And so the first song off one of them, I like pulled it up and was like, Oh geez. Yeah. High school, <laughs> <laughs> actually middle school for that one. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's really all I wanted to say about that. Cause we, we talked about image in the last, a lot last week. So I don't yeah, really feel you guys talked about that. a lot of stuff last week. Yeah. Thanks. Sure did. <laughs> we didn't yeah, let you thanks, in on any of it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of stuff in a lot of weeks for you. That's fair. <laughs> that you've missed. Uh, hey, you guys want to get into the topic? I guess. Let's, Let's do, do it. Thing. Let's do it. And we're back. 
I mean, whatever. Yeah, we wouldn't go anywhere. Didn't specifically, Lee. No. <laughs> I mean, there'll probably be a little bit of music there or something. But sure. I really enjoyed the transition music last, oh last week. I still I actually I haven't that, listened but, to it. I, um, because I guessed what it was going to be when you said something about it, I just, I actually haven't listened to it yet. 100%. Parker did some, let's just say, lovely harmonies. Some lovely. F- to accompany the theme of the episode. Falsetto uh, goodness. <laughs> no joke. When when me and Alyssa, so we, we got our really long Taco Bell and then mm-hmm. went home and uh, ate our Taco Bell and then we were going to record yeah I know we're shocking. back to Taco Bell yeah, we were <laughs> like guys we can go Bell. round two and no we we ate that Taco Bell and then we were going to record something real quick to send you and uh, we it took us a couple minutes to like figure out what key she was going to sing because she had this like vocal idea and then I was being really mean and like telling her she had to play it in a key because you know like i have to do something with uh-huh. and but then we were like waffling between two keys and then what i ended up playing it just didn't really work for the, the like key that she ended up so it was just this huge ordeal and it was like 11 o'clock at night and i had to get up at 5 30 or something yeah. i was like i can't keep working on this i'm sorry and i just didn't did yeah, not have the time. music man i know so i wanted to keep working on it Parker but i was saying as much like his girl as he could <laughs> and it was kind of bad it was not bad. It was great. It was fun. It was very fun. Man. Very contextually appropriate. So what are we talking about this week? We are talking about bands that are the change and don't sound the same anymore. <laughs> they are the change. Bands that are the change you wish to see in the world. There it is. <laughs> I'm they sure are the, the title that you wish to see or they are the change that better. they wish to see. <laughs> Both. Oh. Neither. Uh, sometimes the latter and not the former. Other times both. Mm-hmm. Transformational bands. Yeah. Transformational bands. Not ones that transform you, ones that you oh, know, yeah. ones that turn into yeah. transformers like Bumblebee so, yes. and Optimus. <laughs> and the the growth and change of bands in any case. Yeah. So yeah, we've got some examples and we're gonna talk about those and how they change and whatnot. As yeah. opposed to the way we regularly do things around. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um I'll go ahead and start us off just because yeah, I'm already talking, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of bands. Honestly, the ones that I picked are ones that I still generally listen to. Uh, so I still appreciate where they've changed, which means they haven't necessarily like really, really, you know, taken full left turns, I suppose. Um, whereas I'd imagine, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure throughout our conversation, I'll think of bands that have changed so much that I just don't even listen to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Uh, but I've, So we've each picked two bands, I think. And the first one that I'm going to bring up is one that I actually listened to. Well, I guess mo- both of these I started listening to a little bit into their careers, but still fairly early on. And so this first one is Thrice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thrice to me is has a strong quality of... If I know what somebody's musical preferences are, I can find at least one song <laughs> that they'll be like, yeah, I love that song or whatever, you know, just because they've got such a breadth of sounds. But um, at the same time, that means that it's also fairly hard to give to really show because if I just show the more popular songs, some of this stuff in the middle it feels in a similar genre where I don't know, whatever. So you'll you'll see what I ended up picking. But the first song I went with is just the title track off their first album back in 2001 and it sounds Ooh. like 2001 <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, the song is called identity crisis and it's off their album identity crisis and so here's just a clip from it. i think this is the end 
Actually, I don't listen to this album barely at all. I think I've never listened to it all the way through. I've just listened through just to some songs here and there. I started listening on their third album, Artists in the Ambulance. But yeah, so here is some of Identity Crisis. That is that is early two thousands, like getting into post hardcore. Yeah. Right? Brings me right back yeah. to like trying to impress boys by pretending I liked this music. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I too mm-hmm. tried to impress boys with music that I, no, I uh, no, I actually did. Like, I mean, again, not this album specifically, but like this is fairly like this album, the next album, uh, Illusions of Safety. And Artists in the Ambulance are pretty samey in some ways. Like, Artists in the Ambulance is kind of where they sort of, I don't know, perfected-ish that sound mm. for them, uh, where it it's kind of campy in some of the older stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe at the time it wasn't. I don't know. Hard- I th- it sounds like a lot of the stuff from that period of time, yeah. Yeah. to I be mean, honest. It, just like, the it style. fits right in. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's... It reminds me of that Spider-Man soundtrack. Uh, Do you remember that from back in the day? From, like, the original Spider-Man movie? Yep. Oh, I'm pretty boy. sure. With, with, yeah, the, with Toby Maguire. It might have been yeah. Spider-Man yeah. 2. The awkward Maybe, Spider-Man I don't know. Yeah, there and there were a lot of those. The that theme song from that movie had like, uh, who's Ramen Noodle Hair from Nickelback? Oh, yeah. No, Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger Chad sang Kroger. that song? Yeah. His last name is Kroger. <laughs> 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 I didn't ever realize that because I didn't know what Kroger was. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, man, I listened to that song a good bit. But yeah, we mm-hmm. listen to that album all the time. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. kind of like emo-inspired Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff seems campy now only because of the time. Yeah. Because things have evolved and progressed so much that, you know, it's just like ska music. I mean, ska is, it, it doesn't matter if it's the best ska song in the world. It sounds campy. Yep. Because that's just how music does. Yep. All the 80s stuff sounds campy. It just <laughs> sounds dated. I mean, like, you know, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago with the One Hit Wonder stuff. As cool as those songs that we were listening to were, I mean, you can tell exactly what genre, like what age they came out of. But yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, with this one, and kind of within their first three albums, it was an evolution, it was a growth of the same thing, where Mm -hmm. it was just like improving on itself. So their third album is like, oh, this is just a more mature version of what you guys were already doing. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't necessarily that much of a change at the same time. Like, there were some things that were kind of different, but a lot of the tropes that they kind of pull off here end up just coming back around and staying about the same. Until... Uh, their album Visu, Visu, I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but a, a side note that's kind of fun about it is their first song on the album, uh, Image of the Invisible, starts out with a so it's just like a Morse code thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a rhythm, and then the whole song kind of follows along with that. And it's like, yeah. oh, cool, neat. Wait, did you ever try and figure out what it said? It says Visu. Uh, it's the name of the album, and I didn't know that for the longest, longest time. But yeah, I found that I like. I don't know, four years ago or so when the album came out 12 years ago. An yeah. amount of time ago. Some amount of time ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that album came out and it was pretty different. Um, I think within like some post-hardcore things, they would, that's kind of at the height of it too because it also has like some piano parts in there and is, uh, mm-hmm. but in a, actually it's like actual piano, not just like somebody holding down one yeah. key and it going like, <laughs> 
Um, hey there, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah, I love you guys, but 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had that album, and then that kind of progressed some things and changed a good bit and wasn't very punky anymore. Like, still had a little bit mm. of that, but that wasn't the crux of it, whereas the first three albums were very punk, hardcore heavy. And then, yeah, that one was more melodic and that kind of stuff. And then <laughs> they were, yeah, they were on some, I don't remember, I think Island Records, which is a subsidiary sure. or something else. I don't know. But it was like a major record label. Mm. And then they put out the Alchemy Index, which is the one that you just mentioned, Ani. And then the Alchemy Index is, it's great. It's fantastic. There's 24 tracks. It's six Whoa. EPs <clears throat> wow. that they released in two sets of two EPs so 12 songs 12 songs but it's fire water earth and wind or fire water wind and earth technically but Until the fire nation attacked <laughs> <laughs> and all the songs it's kind of like um the deer hunters yeah, yeah. the color, color, EP. The color EP. thing yeah mm-hmm. where it sounds like those colors or whatever yeah. similarly the fire sounds like fire and the water sounds like water and blah 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 blah, blah. and so I'm, I'm gonna pick one off the water album but this is like quite different yeah <laughs> this is where i find a threat song uh-huh. that i can connect yes to. right <laughs> yes. exactly and so yeah let me go ahead and play this is the whaler off that album which i love this song uh here it goes that the deer hunter and deer hunter are two different bands yeah. and yes. i remember somebody showing me the deer hunter and being like oh cool and then i went and looked them up on my own and i was like wow this deer hunter doesn't sound same. anything yeah. like what no. i thought where's that yeah. color thing like i thought they did nope <laughs> yeah because what is i don't even remember what does deer hunter sound like oh yeah they're very different like folk indie yeah like yeah. indie pop a little bit of psych yeah. Yep. Like easy to inspiration. listen to. Yeah. Whereas the Deer Hunter is more kind of post hardcore. Yeah. Yes. They sound um, a lot like Manchester Orchestra, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and they I feel like their vocalist does, and Thrice's right. vocalist remind me of each other. They're kinda of like big guys with just big voices. Mm-hmm. Not which that is, Dustin Kensry isn't is like big, he's just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh well there yeah, you go. He, uh, Andy Circus, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what I had in my head, and I was like, "That's not it." Andy Hull, Gollum, yeah, it's yeah. Gollum, yeah, of course. Gollum. Andy Hull from Manchester Orchestra okay. was actually on one of the the Red EP oh. from the Deer Hunter. I haven't listened oh, to I it very much, so I need to go back and listen to that. Super good. Um, no, but back to but Thrice. Yeah, back yeah, to Thrice. Anyways, I really, really like real. that song. That song really gets me. I it yeah. brings me back also to when I first heard it. I don't know how many years ago, but it's just a beautiful contrast to the to the first song, and it's a completely. You're completely right in that everyone can find themselves somewhere mm-hmm. in Thrice. That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, I would show probably that one or some stuff off the Alchemy Index to a lot of people because it just spans such a wide spectrum. And the, the reason I was kind of laughing earlier when I was saying that they were signed Island Records or whatever was because Vaisu had uh, Image of the Invisible, which was like a fairly big hit and, you know, was on radio stations and stuff. And Island was like, of 24 songs, there's got to be at least one single. <laughs> By my tone of voice, you can tell there were not. Yeah. <laughs> so because none of that, it wasn't like, you know, radio friendly songs, particularly. It's, yeah. it, I mean, some stuff that was kind of um, Come All You Weary was probably the biggest song off that album, but still wasn't 
that big and that was off mm. the second one too the second set it was on earth so um so yeah that was kind of when they sounded like that and but even within that same album there's so much breadth of stuff but you can just tell they've evolved a lot in that period yeah, of time i don't know that that drum bit in that song is just beautiful it's just it's just kind of mesmerizing actually. and it's it repeats it's a long repeat too because it's in five four and it's It's kind of like it flip flops back and forth. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. It doesn't um, actually fit evenly on the exactly. The bar. Yeah, so it's the song's in five four, but it, the repeat is over ten. Mm. Um, so it's mm. it takes longer to come back around. It's kind of like the album leaf thing yeah. that we were talking yeah, about yeah, that one time. The Outer Banks. Yep, yeah. yep. I love that song. Um, but yeah, so then I'm moving along. Thrice, yeah, had that album, and then they had Beggars, which is a fantastic album. But it kind of goes not back to the roots. It's kind of grungy, alternative, like doesn't have any screaming at all. Whereas, you know, arguably a lot of their older stuff had some screaming. And then they, I can't remember if they took a hiatus. Yeah. And then they had Major Minor come out after that. Similar kind of vibe, but just very like grungy rock kind of stuff. Grungy is probably not the right word. I don't know. It's like... I didn't pick an example from that, but actually yeah. the one that I'll show a little bit later will kind of show that as well. Then they took a hiatus. They came back with To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere, or I probably called the album the wrong thing, but I listened to it a bunch. I just don't listen to <laughs> look at the title. Um, and then they've got a new album coming out. And so that's what the last song I'm going to play is off of that. And I, uh, Only Us, I think is the song name. Yes. Hmm. And I've barely listened to this song at all because it's pretty new. But here goes part of this song. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting yeah. that. <laughs> but I liked it actually. Yeah, no, I'm great yeah. with that. Yeah. I think they did a good job. And their last album was pro- it was their most popular in a long time. Well, I mean, they also were broken up for a while, but I think it's maybe their most popular ever because I think they did this thing where they have kind of found all of the things that they appreciate about their own musical history or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there's they're like distilling that down exactly where it's like we're gonna have heaviness that's in here that's gonna be cool but not really into screaming because we don't feel like doing that anymore in our new stuff i mean when they do live shows they still have to do it because they're old songs it's interesting how how long it takes sometimes for a band to progress to that mature age (laughs) i mean because you know you could tell that that song was for sure more mature than the first example that you played oh for sure yeah i don't know i think some bands like to go right out of the gate as I'm going to play. And I'm sure you guys are going to play uh, really heavy and fast and just as crazy as they can be, because you know, that's the thing that yep. that's what always what's missing in rock nowadays is <laughs> yep. like just and the raw. Stuff. Was they have this like, like that. pent up energy from yeah, their teenage exactly. years that they need to let a out. Lot of angst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just showing off stuff too, like yep. oh, everybody look how fast we music. Exactly. As opposed to being like, it's a great song. Huh? Solos in every song and lots of fast, lots of time changes and mm-hmm. tempo changes and yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think sometimes a band can progress in a very good way and sometimes they don't. They progress in a bad way and there's mm-hmm. a lot of bands that do it in a bad way. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about this um, 
I mean, I'd say like the majority of the bands I listen to now have have definitely uh, changed for the worse. <laughs> um, yeah, because a lot of like I think in in kind of the early two thousands, I guess indie movement, a lot of those those first albums yeah. were better than the albums that you get nowadays, and it's it's interesting because you know if you flip it to something like post hardcore, a lot of those bands are maturing the the older that they get, whereas like the the more indie guys. I don't know. It just it seems to kind of go the opposite. So I, I wanted both the bands that I picked. I wanted to pick one band that was kind of a bad example of maturing and, mm-hmm. and changing drastically, and then a, a band that was a, a good example. And both of them just wind, wound up being indie bands. Uh, <laughs> I almost went with Pink Floyd because if you ever go back and listen to uh, Pink Floyd's first record in particular, uh, it's back when they had Sid Barrett, who's the founding member, and he was. Kind of a psychopath. He was like super addicted to drugs. Uh, so super addicted. Super addicted, addicted to drugs. Addicted. Uh, Seems like a good connection there between psychopath. And- <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Sid Barrett uh, wrote a lot of music that was not really music. Like for example, they have uh, one song on I think their second record that's pretty much ten minutes of the sound effects of a man eating cereal. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, Alrighty. Yeah, and it's 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 a great song. Um, but it's mostly just that sound and then they go, you know, obviously in their later years and write comfortably numb. And so like, that's, that's just an example of a change, a change that maybe you could call that a good change. Maybe you could call it a bad change. He but, was just listening to a lot of John Cage there for a minute and yeah. just really had to get in on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the first band that I picked was the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That is such a good example and I didn't even think about that until right now. Um, Holy I, I cow. don't know if you've listened to their latest I have. record. It's Buck Wild. Uh, yeah. Compare that to their very first Holy record. Um, which is what I'm going to do. I, I got three examples. Um, kind of one from the, it's the opening track off their very first record and then I picked a song from their most, or their second to most recent album, AM, and then yeah. I picked a song from their latest and Boy, you're going to hear a change. If you haven't listened to the Arctic Monkeys, I highly recommend checking out this band's first three albums because yeah. they are great. They Super are good. truly good, like alternative rock albums. They're like the they're, best. They're like the pinnacle of like gross indie rock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're just, they're so wonderfully good in every way. I mean, there's such good, like crunchy guitars on Not to that mention first the, album. The two guitar players and the singer being one of those, like yeah. had only been playing guitar for like a year or two. Yeah. When they, they, wrote they were all pretty album. immature musicians. Except um, for the drummer. The drummer was just amazing. Like oh, he, yeah. he was super good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gotten just, I guess not worse that like the drummer in particular, not worse, but like you'll, you'll hear it on the more recent stuff. It's a lot more simplistic and just well, I think and that's just the covered in their effects music. and yeah their and music I don't just know. changed a lot and I like I totally understand where you're coming from because I have also followed this band a lot <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. after we listen to the man the I'm things very more, curious but. I've listened to some of their earliest stuff just from my sister showing me a long time mm. ago. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so, I know the early stuff too, so I'm really curious to yeah, see how they evolved. It's it's weird, and you guys are. I think you're gonna like it. You're gonna enjoy the, the, uh, the evolution. But <laughs> yeah. uh, so this this first clip is from uh, their first album. The song is called "View from the Afternoon." That is 
such I a love those good alternating example. guitars, like the the Japan. Jang, 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 it's so jang, good. Jang, um, jang, this whole jang, album jang. is just like nonstop, Super fast, jang. good, like good crunchy rock. Yeah, uh, it's very funk. enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's like so there's so many good rhythms in there. I mean, like those triplets in that in that first little bit there, and then the alternating guitars. It's very fun. Uh, panned guitars, like hard panned guitars, was such a thing back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, also, you really don't get that much the anymore. The same thing that was a big thing back then was let's split earbuds. Oh and man, that how annoying not, is that? Yeah, no, this kind of music did not work super no, well for that. No. You're like, man, that guitar player is really not doing a lot. Yeah, it's just like impossible to share music with anybody. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's half the music. Yep. Yep. Silence. Like what in the world? Yep. It's garbage. Yep. Yeah, so that's you said that first song. So that's also their first album. Uh, a lot of old bands did that too. So no, like when they like the Beatles stereo mixes oh, are terrible. Man, I know. And, uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, so the second song is from their uh, second to most recent album, which came out in 2013. So they yeah. they wow. took a five year hiatus before they put out their most recent record. It came out obviously just this year, but um, they put out a record in 2013 called AM. Arguably had their biggest um, hit that they've ever had. Yes, uh, and it, yeah, it arguably had, was or arguably wasn't was was okay. was. Um, shoot, what's that song called? Uh, you only ever call me when you're high or something yes. like that. Uh, that there, there was that one, and then whatever the opening track was, I don't remember. Talking about hot um, air balloons. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I don't know. It's going to bother me. I'm going to figure it out. But uh, this album was definitely a departure from their first three records, and you can you can hear the difference right away. It was a big radio hit. Uh, especially in the indie world, like it, it got a lot of play, and I mean, go on Spotify. Like these, every song has hundreds of millions of plays. It, it was a very, very huge record, and probably deservedly so because it was a mature record that took its time and was definitely a departure for this band. But it was still this band, and you can hear that in the clip that I'm going to play you. This is a song called Arabella. Um, yeah, and it's like halfway through the album. It kind of just gives a good sample of the whole theme of this record play that next she takes a dip in my day dream my days and best when the sunset gets itself behind that little lady sitting on the passing side it's much less picturesque without her catching the light the horizon tries but it's just not as kind on the So this album is obviously a lot simpler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, that's a good example of pretty much what the whole album sounds like. Uh, Very simple rhythms. Um, uh, You know, they got into this habit. I think it started with Humbug. Was that the one that had Propeller and some other stuff? That was their. Was that their second album? I think it was their third album. Favorite Worst Nightmare was the second album. Yes. Then you're right. I think it Mm -hmm. is Humbug. They when Josh Holmes started producing their stuff. Mm -hmm. They got a lot sludgier. Yes. Like they started having these really big, fat, sludgy riffs mm-hmm. instead of the like really fast guitar, yeah. like jangly guitar kind of stuff, which I love Josh Home, Queens of the Stone Age, and all mm-hmm. that. And, but it was very odd to hear like the Arctic Monkeys yeah. doing that thing now. I don't know. But doesn't that yeah. also reflect on like progression in music trends? As well, because yeah, I feel oh, like absolutely. the trends were a bit faster, kind of earlier on, and then yeah, like yeah. now we're getting I mean, to more. I mean, it was like a, yeah. it was huge for punk. I mean, think yeah. like Green Day, American yeah. Idiot, and yeah. I mean, back in those early two thousands, things like ska and post hardcore and punk were taking up the airwaves. And so mm-hmm. when this band came out, I think their first record came out in what two thousand six or seven. Sounds about right. Maybe, um, maybe a little earlier than that. Uh, 
but yeah, so it was just following the trend. And then as their music matured and just music in general, mainstream popular music, yeah. Um, they wanted that that sludgier, slower mm. rock sound. And yeah, when you have Josh Holmes yeah. backing your records and producing them, you're going to get that sound. He can do that. <laughs> um, Queens of the Stone the exact same thing. Oh, oh, go ahead. Something about that song, too, to me sounded like, I mean, I haven't listened to this album ever at all, reminded me kind of of uh, Jack White type stuff, yeah. but with yeah. production that I prefer. Hmm. Like well, more, yeah, more pop production, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, I really again, like I this version of Arctic Monkeys a lot production, more. Actually. I'd say, really, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's some redeeming qualities. Like, I, I really like the big sludgy thing. Like, mm-hmm. again, I like Josh Holm. I like Queens of the Stone Age. I think he did a really good do- job producing this album and like engineering a lot of stuff. But um, there's just there's a, a fun quality to their first album that I really appreciate. And again, it's really nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's a fun song too. Also, the only song that I know and really care by about that by that band. I've yeah. listened to the rest of that album at least, and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna listen to fun again. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, Wes Anderson, the song. <laughs> um, anyway. uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is a very well produced album. It sounds great, and yeah, for for most people, especially people who hadn't been introduced to Arctic Monkeys before, this was a preferable album because. You know, when you when you don't when you're not super familiar with what came before, and you right. hear something like this, yeah, it's gonna rock, and it, it it does. It's a really good album. I'm not taking that away from mm-hmm. them at all. It's just drastically different. Right. Um, yeah, their latest album, uh, this God. band went full on lounge band. Yeah. Uh, they became like they took everything that you heard in those previous two songs is absent of this record, uh, and it is completely bizarre it is the most wild thing i've heard in a long time because <laughs> yep. it just came out very recently yeah like within the last couple months yep. and i saw it pop up on spotify and i was like oh cool the arctic monkeys came out with a new album mm-hmm. and yeah it's wild <laughs> it's, it's called what uh, happened? Uh, it? tranquility hotel and casino yeah, tranquility like base that. hotel and casino um it's the album I, art's I don't really know. nice it's very nice album art <laughs> which is um, what you're looking for yeah, in music. i know right it's and a very attractive again, album art <laughs> uh i want to say the production on it was very well done but it is a, a complete departure from even AM. Like it doesn't sound anything like that album uh, in its instrumentation, in its orchestration, in its production. It is a complete 180. Like so, so think of that first song that was very fast, almost punk like, and then play this song. Uh, this this one is called hmm, Star Treatment. This is the opening track off that latest record. <laughs> And that's like the vocal style through the no whole. Okay, way. so that's what yeah. I wanted to know. Is that the same vocalist? Yeah, that's Alex uh, Turner. Yep. So, and is that the sound? That's the whole. That's the sound of the whole album, yes. right? Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, if that were just one track amidst some other ones, like, well, and especially with the right, name of the album, like, oh yeah, they're doing a bit, right? But yeah. no, it's the whole album. I mean, it's yeah. like, for example, between the Barry and me, that one yeah. like weird yeah. jazz the swing, swing song, metal yeah. song, like, yes, is odd, but it's kind of it still uh, sounds like them. It's an anomaly. Well, you're right. It does sound still like them because they're also kind of peculiar as a band yeah <laughs> but even like that within all that is an anomaly to where you can listen to the rest and be like wow well, that one was kind of weird but if the whole thing is this much i'm actually gonna my other example is gonna be a similar kind mm. of a thing but i feel like this is the arctic monkey 
monkeys underwater. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you kind of, it's all slowed down and a yeah. bit like wishy washy. So like, it's just it's so washed out and drowned in reverb. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you do some research into it, you can kind of see how they progress towards this. Like I said, the band took a five year hiatus. Alex Turner is the front man and songwriter for this band. Uh, he did a couple side projects. He, projects he produced a lot of things and then he was in a band called the last shadow puppets yeah who put out an album uh in 2015 i want to say that sounded a lot more like this than it did Didn't arctic monkeys before that too yes though? they had an yeah. album come out before that in like uh, 2010 yeah i was gonna say um, i was like that seemed like it came out sort of concurrently with some of the like favorite worst nightmare and humbug and it mm-hmm. wasn't that quite no no I, no i didn't keep up with even it. even that band the last shadow puppets their first album is a lot more like pop rocky yeah uh, and then they released one in 2015 that sounds a lot more i guess chill wave is what i would classify it as yeah. the question man I, I don't even know it's uh, this is going to be a bigger topic that may not be worth getting into <laughs> well, it's all the other stuff but like is it worth it for the band i mean if he already had a side project that sounded like that does the Why band owe it, it to over? their fans in in one regard to do you know the kinds of things right. that are fitting or like you know well, to I kind guess of then you have to start looking at if you have enough money and you don't really need yep. to do this at all what obligation do you have so you sure, no, kind no. of oh, just yeah. do whatever well, you want to do anything. like whose whose idea was this was it just Alex Turner's or was a whole band in on it <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference this. I think if it's the whole band progressing in a certain direction together why not? It's yeah. like a project yeah. that's common. But if then it's one person's vision, that's a sidetrack. I feel yeah. like yeah. that's not maybe right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's super weird. We got like halfway through this one in the car because I, I just put it on. Like, <laughs> it's hard, and it's hard to with listen me, to. And she was just like, I don't really like this. <laughs> and I was like, like, yeah, I don't know what this is. Not, so. not to mention, like, the vocals are, are like that throughout the whole thing. They don't sit in the rhythm ever. It's pretty much he's, just, he's talking. just talking. It just yeah. reminds me of uh, Will Shatner yeah. <laughs> in his singing career. Like, Rocket this, Man. This Will is Shatner something that, like, yeah, exactly. I, always, I always hated talk singing. It's one of my least favorite things in music. And it used to happen, like, at church a lot. You'd get, like, the quartet that's singing, and then one guy steps out for his little celebrity. And G. Jesus went up on the cross. And then he went for to the you. cross. <laughs> and they'll just like throw in that little for you. Just not really on rhythm or beat. And it's just like, I hate that. Please don't do that. Uh, that's um, so good. So, anyway. But honestly, I'm actually curious to hear more of it. Yeah. It didn't turn, it didn't put me completely off the album. I'm yeah. not going to lie. And I, I, that's probably the intention. Yeah. Um, just as as a longtime fan of that band, I gave this record one listen, and that was enough for me. It's just and like, no, I'm I mean, good. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's the thing. It's gonna be. I'm gonna save my my comments for when I talk about the band later. But I have comments that relate to that. <laughs> also, side yeah. note: before I forget, I did think of other bands that I'm, I'll just throw them in real quick. Um, Fall Out Boy and Maroon Five is an oh, interesting yes. thing where they started out into whatever to early 2000s mm-hmm. sounding completely different and are indistinguishable you today good. as far as i'm concerned like that's they funny. both have just like poppy music that's uh, not even good pop music but like no real Dude. instruments and just high falsetto singing stuff oh, yeah. that's like really upbeat and like it's they both to me sound exactly mm-hmm. like do they sound better now too? No. Okay. Neither one of them. Okay. And they not just, even they that just I loved Maroon another Fi- paycheck. Sure. Yes. Like that's the, all that is. The yeah, I, when I first heard the song, I think Uma Thurman Fallout Boy oh, song yeah. back mm. whenever that was, I was like, "What? Come on, guys." Like I didn't even I didn't even really listen to Fallout Boy back in the day besides Grand Theft Autumn. Like that was the only song. We 
Where is your boy tonight? I don't know yeah. why I was called Dance Dance. Dance. It was really yeah. the oh, yeah. Dance, Dance, big one. Yeah. I gotta send you the video of that. You, you guys know Logan. Yep. He sang oh, the, the Emo Night oh, song. Yeah. That was the song he sang. I gotta send you the video. Fantastic. It's very good. That's so fun. Do you want to go? All right. So that was that was my that thing. Yeah. Ani, what about sure. you? Sure. All right. So I brought my favorite artist of all time with me today. They're, they're like here in the room. No. Wow. Oh, me? Oh, I mean, he's here, he he's here in my heart. Dizzy. So, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really lot. sweet of me as an nice. older sister to pick my brother as Parker's so talented. Oh. So he's never changed. <laughs> I wear the same clothes every day. No, so I brought Sufjan Stevens with oh, me nice. today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's a funny musician because honestly, as kind of a public uh, public musician, so people knowing him as kind of more a popular um, popular artist, he has changed a lot. But then when you kind of go back and look at his older stuff, you see all of the influences that have kind of then found their way into his later music. Mm-hmm. So it's so I did pick a few different things to just show how, how diverse he is, but I mean, I think you guys already know his music. Like some of his older stuff, like from what, 1999, 2000? Godzuki or whatever? Yeah, from mm-hmm. the A Sun Came, his yeah. first album. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like it's an experimental mm-hmm. thing that would not have connected with anybody and didn't really connect with anybody, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, until, until basically what was it 2004 2005 when he started coming out with Michigan Illinois Mm, Seven Swans stuff that was a lot more acoustic and um, catchy and it was a lot of him with the banjo or him with a guitar and some vocals and some and some harmonies and so that is from uh, so that's one of the first songs that I wanted to play so he he became really really popular mostly with Chicago uh, which then had a bunch of different variations on it, which are all fantastic. <laughs> I love them. But I picked one from his album, Seven Swans, which is kind of an acoustic one, To Be Alone With You, which I'm guessing you guys probably know. And I like yeah. it because it's his very simple, down-to-earth Sufjan that I think won over most people's hearts back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so this album came after Michigan, but before Illinois, and it was basically the... Um, um, like some of his older recordings that he then decided to put on an album once he became popular. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to To Be Alone With You. In the rest of the room To be alone With you To be alone With you So that's basically what made me fall in love with Sufjan. You know, back in the day, that's really where, I, where he touched my heart. I don't know. Did you guys? Did you guys listen to Sufjan back then? I didn't start listening to him until my senior year of college. Oh wow! Which would have been like 2012, 2013. Okay. So yeah. Okay, so that's a funny transition period because so basically kind of like after this period, he took this hiatus, this weird long hiatus of like five years until he came back then with Age of Ads, Mm -hmm. where I was so excited. Which is exactly the same as all the rest of his music, right? Right, that's why I'm here talking about him. (laughs) 
So it was so funny because, you know, you, you get, you fall in love with a specific artist and for this type of music and then they kind of go away for a while and they come back five years later and they release this album that just makes no sense kind of mm-hmm. compared to the more popular music of the past. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he did other projects in the, in like in between that period. Um, but like BQE, which was this funny instrumental album mm-hmm. that I never listened to in full. <laughs> like I could not get through it. But, um, but he, so he came back with Age of Ads, which has all this weird experimental electronic stuff mixed in there, which is reminiscent of his early, early stuff that no one listened to. <laughs> um, and I think it made it hard for some, for a lot of kind of the more, you know, um, casual public. casual fans. Yeah. So yep. I had a hard time with this album. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have talked about this album before and that took you guys a while to get into it as well. Um, I still have a hard time with it, mm-hmm. even though I saw him in concert with this oh, with this yeah. album. I mean, it was cool, but it was still like, oh, come on, Sufjan, please go back. Does to he do Impossible Soul live? Like, I remember I, I've seen like one like set list of him, I think at like Lollapalooza from a couple of years ago. And his finale was the entirety 25 minutes of Impossible Soul. <laughs> wow. It's a very long song. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's quite so, the finale. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so I saw him in concert with this, with this album mm-hmm. and he played almost the entire album except for like a couple songs in mm-hmm. um when he came when he came on for the encore yeah so but that was different from um one of my friends who saw him in concert with the exact same album mm-hmm. where he was like he didn't play any of the old songs so it, yeah. i think he changed his set list at one point and uh, to include some of the older stuff so that people felt like they could connect with him yeah. <laughs> out yeah. of curiosity do you uh, do you have what year this album came out? Yeah, so this one came out in 2010. 2010, okay. Yeah, what? compared to like 2005, which was the Illinois one, which had all of the kind of, with Chicago, Casimir, Ka, uh, Casimir Pulaski Day. Mm-hmm. Was John Wayne Gacy on that one? Or it was on was, Illinois, was yeah. Was that one? Yeah. So lots of uh, other very totally different songs. Yeah. This, if, one thing I remember about this album too is it was at the time where, it was before Bon Iver and Woods and songs that used auto-tune as a, like, obvious tool mm, yeah. and he was doing some of that on this album and I don't think it came across to me at least listening to it as an obvious tool it sounded more like why are you using autotune yeah, that's dumb not, you can not sing not fine obvious enough to be an instrument right it was in the yeah. T-Pain era too yeah. where T-Pain <laughs> was doing it and so it's like that was you know like People who are bad at music are trying to do this. Yeah. Why are you doing the thing that bad musicians do? Come on, Sufia. Yeah. So I read this interesting thing that said mm-hmm. he was actually working through health issues and that some of that reflected in this album as well. So some of this kind of, I mean, like, like mental hysterical health, physical melodrama health is what yeah. he called it. <laughs> like worked its way in there because of the... Interesting. Yeah. So maybe we should uh, give it a listen. So this yeah. one is Vesuvius. say that song does uh, i like i haven't listened to this whole album enough times to like when i've listened through i've just listened through its entirety a couple of times and i that one still has the root of sufjan in it I feel. Yeah. yeah that one's not so hard to listen to yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are others that are harder yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and so like that one still feels like okay yeah it's sufjan but like instead of guitars you just got electronic music mm-hmm. but then there's other ones yeah like you said that are like oh that like, one's at least like on key <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yeah 
Yeah, so that's a funny one. I don't know. Were you were just saying, Matt, that that's your favorite? Oh, yeah. Age of Odds is absolutely my favorite album of his. And it took me a while to get into it because, yeah, I was a very casual fan. I loved Seven Swans in Illinois um, because they're very accessible, um, even though they're still weird, I guess. <laughs> and I like stuff that's weird but accessible. And I just put this album off for a long time because I saw that it looked like a short album and that <laughs> wasn't attractive to me. But then I saw the length of each song and that was unattractive to me. Like the <laughs> finale, uh, which is 25 minutes long. And I was like, I'm never going to I'm never going to have the time to sit down and like listen to that. <laughs> and his music is the kind of music that you really have to sit and yeah. listen to and absorb. Definitely. And it's not just casual listening. So the day that I finally did immediately, it clicked. I mean, the the opening track is almost deceptive yeah. uh, feudal devices because it's, it's all just guitar and a little bit of piano um and you know vocals and then all of a sudden it jumps into you know just pure electronic and mm-hmm. the rest of the album is essentially just like you know synthesizers and drum machines and it's it's wacky it's completely mm-hmm. bizarre um but i love that song i love vesuvius i love now that i'm older that's another one of my favorites off that record but yeah yeah, it's, yep. it's very very. I have good. to say, Feudal Devices is my favorite from that album. The one that is it's very good. Different I mean, every song, yeah. like every song, is an absolute winner to me now. And it, they weren't at first. Like mm-hmm. uh, there, there were bits that I really wanted to skip. Like when I was first trying to get into the album, because this this is an album, and he's pretty much an artist that you have to try to get into. Mm-hmm. It's not like an immediate thing that it just clicks, and you're like, yes, mm-hmm. I like this. But if you give him a chance, I don't know. I, I, it clicks it's worth it it's yeah. definitely worth yeah. it like so that's why I know I have to come back to it at some point mm-hmm. but I have to say that then a couple of years later or when was it actually it was five years later so again mm-hmm. like this weird hiatus where yeah. he did other things in between mm-hmm. but then he came back with his Carrie and Lowell album which is yeah. all about his his, uh, his mom's death mm-hmm. and I just fell in love like I was like oh he's back Sufjan's <laughs> back I'm yeah. so happy I so I listened to that whole album for the first time when I was sitting at work work at my desk I started crying (laughs) I literally started crying I was like oh my god here he is back. I'm so excited because it's just this return but like with the maturity to some of his older stuff that Mm -hmm. I mean this this kind of acoustic but like really deep lyrics like I mean of course he's always had deep lyrics in his older stuff as well but this would just felt so heartfelt because it had everything to do with like death and loss and Mm -hmm sadness and it was just beautiful and then i saw him perform that one live as well Mm. and that was great because he had these beautiful visuals that he incorporated with kind of this nostalgic vibe and anyway just ah that whole album just for me is is a perfect album i wouldn't change a single note Mm. um but that's not the third one i have to show you the third (laughs) one is probably why he is now maybe refound his popularity or maybe found his popularity with a whole new group of people hmm. so that movie that came out last year that i think was one of the runner-ups for the oscars mm-hmm. call me by your name he had he was featured in it with three different songs and one of those songs mystery of love is which is the one we're going to play in a second was uh, nominated for best original song and then he actually played it at the oscars so now he's pretty i think i think he's found in a whole new whole mm-hmm. new group of people mm-hmm. and this is also somewhat of a return to his older stuff so it's this it's a funny progression i do really wonder where he's going next <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. i mean he's been all over the map i mean for me he's he's obviously a very talented musician with tons of ideas and um, yeah anyway so we're gonna listen to mystery of love oh, 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 
So that was Mystery of Love, and that was Sufjan. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, good. I actually... <laughs> this may come as a shock. I, I've been aware of Sufjan for a really long time. Like, I mean, he was very tangential to a lot of the other people that I listened to. class. Yeah, I sat mm-hmm. next to him every day. <laughs> now, I just never got into Sufjan. Uh, I know very little of his catalog i know his sound and like i've you know heard yeah. clips and stuff and just been like oh yeah that's cool i don't have anything against him. there's no yeah. reason that i haven't gotten into it it's yeah. just i've never taken the time so mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yep and that song i feel last song we listened to fits in with the carrie and lowell kind of sound a lot yeah, and definitely. sort of also then back with the seven swans kind of thing mm-hmm. but the like if you were to listen to illinois michigan to some de- degree too but especially illinois has some songs that are like I don't know, Detroit, lift up your rear head, that kind of thing where yeah. it's like yeah. big bands uh, sort of, it's not big band jazz, but there's just like a band. A large doing, band of yes, numerous a, people. <laughs> a large band, but with like, yeah, you know, horns and strings and that kind of thing doing kind of experimental music still that's like Funny. nine minute songs. Just kind of quirky stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot more lighthearted and, yeah. and like loose, I mm-hmm. guess is, is the term. Um, he played My most mom of those instruments, by lift. the way. Most of those horns and like uh, the flutes and, and and trumpets that you hear, that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did it all. He recorded a, a good majority of that album out of his apartment, um, the Illinois album. But yeah, compared to especially the stuff from like "Call Me by Your Name," yeah. which he has three songs yeah. in. Um, yeah, that that whole album and a lot of the earlier stuff is just more let loose and like mm-hmm. whimsical. And it's interesting yep. to see how an artist can progress like that, but still manage to sound like him and no one else yep yeah he definitely has a unique sound yeah yeah so i'm gonna say some honorable mentions real quick because i don't know i I had a couple people that i was kind of waffling between um boney vera was one of them that Mm -hmm. i really thought about talking about because he has kind of been all over the map and especially what you were talking about with like the uh and it's something of as i can't remember age of as As, that one yeah like to me that's boney bear's uh volcano choir right holy cow like got buck wild with that thing and it was like what the crap am i listening (laughs) to and definitely a lot of transformation there um another one that i thought about was maps and atlases but i've talked about them a lot on the podcast before so i didn't really want to talk about that um and there was one other that i was thinking about and now i don't remember who it was but who I'm actually going to talk about instead is the Gorillas. Yeah. Yeah. And I started listening to the Gorillas in middle school uh, because Clint Eastwood came out and it had a really neat animated music video. And I used to stay up really late all the time because I was a middle school boy who liked to play video games. And so there was this program that used to come on really late called Toonami or uh, the Midnight Run. Mm-hmm. And once every like year and a half, randomly, they would have a night where instead of showing the normal like anime shows that they showed, like Gundam Wing and Yu Yu Hakusho or whatever, uh, they would play animated music videos. And the gorillas were featured pretty heavily there, and like some clips of the the movie that Daft Punk did that had a lot of their music in Tron? it. Tron, Tron Legacy? Mm-mm. No, oh. no, it was <laughs> earlier than that. Um, this was like really early 2000s like 2003 or 4 uh it was this animated movie about blue people that had like harder better faster stronger and a lot of other movie or like uh daft punk songs but they were like being turned into regular people it was really Hmm. odd uh lots of really weird imagery i think there's a longer movie i don't know about it i think of as the smurfs yeah (laughs) i mean kind of but 
they also featured like yeah, it was like two bands they would show like the Daft Punk stuff and then they would show Clint Eastwood and Tomorrow Comes Today and 192000 by the Gorillas, and it was I, I don't know it was just an impressionable age for me I guess but the, the music videos were interesting like they were telling a story and they were about these like fictional band members whatever but the songs were pretty catchy and for 14 year old Chad like these songs I like I did, I did not like hip hop or rap I was mostly listening to country by that point and like starting to get introduced to like contemporary Christian music and then Clint just Eastwood, like what you listen to every day yeah, now yeah I know <laughs> just like what I listen to now and so like 192000 and Clint Eastwood were very different songs than what I was used to but they really got stuck in my head and I found myself like really listening to those songs a lot and getting really I don't know just kind of mesmerized by the way that they sounded because they were just so radically different than anything that I, else that I'd ever heard. And so I wanted to play Tomorrow Comes Today, which is a really interesting song. And to this day, if I think of driving through a city at night because of the music video to this song, like this is the soundtrack that happens in my head. So this is Tomorrow Comes Today. Yeah, so that was Tomorrow Comes Today, which is like the third song off their first album, which honestly, if you want an example of what their first album sounds like, there is not one song that you can pick and be like, this is what it sounds like, because <laughs> it's all over the place. They, I mean, really just hit a lot of genres. It, it has a lot of dub influence and kind of the, the hip hop backbeats, and it's a lot of very like simplistic sort of beats that then will have some random acoustic guitar and Damon Albarn just kind of singing on it. Um, and I don't know, it's just really interesting. And then there's like two songs between Rock the House and Clint Eastwood that are pretty hip hop focused and have, you know, De La Soul rapping over them. Uh, Rock the House especially is pretty much exclusively De La Soul. Um, And so that's pretty neat. That album, like listening to it a lot as a kid was just kind of like, this does some really weird things that I don't really understand why this is so all over the place, but cool. And then Demon Days came out and... Good God, that album is so freaking good. Um, but they they started having more of that kind of like hip hop influence stuff and a bit more rapping. You know, the big single off that was Feel Good Inc., which has a pretty prom- predominant uh, rapping part. And um, shoot, Dirty Harry has a pretty yeah. And then uh, there there was a song on there called November Has Come though. And man, you want to talk about like. It, it changed from being like mostly these kind of interesting indie hip hop fusion things into just like, this is just a rap song. And it's it, like, again, for, I, I guess this song came out or this album came out in like 2006 or seven or so. So I was a little bit older that, by that point. Or it, may, it may have been even like 2005. I really can't remember now. Uh, it, it was still way different than anything I was. And I was like, man, I don't know about this. Um, yeah. So you can play November has come now. No split clown bum, your gold hit sound dumb. Hold it now, crown them. Where you found them at? Got around town, could have drowned in it. Would have floated, bloated, voted, sugar coated, loaded, hip shooter. Draw for the poor, free coffee at the banks. Hit through the straw, none more for me, thanks. That blanks the roar, that dank short sure stank lit. Sank past the pit for more hardcore prank spit. Crank it on blast. 
Yeah, no, it, it's pretty different than even, you know, like the first track and, and a lot of kind of their catalog, but more of their albums were kind of going in that direction. And uh, so I didn't know they had music like that. I think oh, I'm going to yeah. listen to them now. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I think the gorillas are totally worth listening to because I actually really like that song now as a whole. And, and the chorus is a little bit different. It's a little bit more melodic and not just a guy just kind of like rapping at a drum beat. Um, but they they really started to go more that direction with their music and so less of the like really all over the place instrumental kind of interesting stuff and more just straight hip hop yeah kind of like the groovy sit in your pocket sort of mm-hmm. thing yeah. yeah I I wonder too if I mean because I think Feel Good Inc just colored my entire view of just what the Griller sounded like mm-hmm. not necessarily in a bad way but just like that's what they sound like if you want to listen to that specifically go for it yeah but man. I mean for bands that have more than just the one song sound like kind of sucks for them like awesome that you guys made all that money from that one song but Mm -hmm. also sucks that like probably a decent amount of people may not have found out about you because of that song too Mm -hmm. so i I would argue that more of their stuff sounds like this than it does yeah their their hit songs like feel good ink or Uh dirty harry i would agree yeah. And especially in their later albums, it really yeah. skewed more towards this. Because when Plastic Beach came out, I I mean, I'm I'm a really big Gorillaz fan, and I bought Plastic Beach like the day it came out, took it home and listened to it once, and it was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and it was just a little bit too far in that direction, because especially at the time, like I just did not listen to rap at all and was very ignorant about a lot of hip-hop, and so it was just so much more of that. Like two or three songs that are more like, you know, Tomorrow Comes Today and like the really melodic stuff and just a bunch of hip hop tracks that just have straight rapping over the entire thing and nothing else. And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I don't know. And so I, I just slept on that album for a really long time and just never listened to it again until I got to be really good friends with Seamus. And he happened to play a song called Empire Ants when we were at a party one time. And I was like, this is a really cool song. Like, who, what is this? And he was like, oh, it's off of Plastic Beach. It's the Gorillas." And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, Because I, I, I had listened to that album and must have heard that song at some point. Anyway, I picked up that album again and started listening to it. And I appreciate it a lot more now than I did at the time when nice. it came out. Uh, I really like that album now. Uh, it's super good. Yeah, Empire Ants and like Rhinestone Eyes are really cool songs. And there's some songs later on in that album that are really interesting, but just a lot of instrumentation that's really goofy and really odd song structures and everything. So that leads us to this year. Uh, last year, a song, uh, an album called Humans came out. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a surprise because it had been about five or six years since Plastic Beach had come out. And Humans was, again, just like mostly hip-hop and rap stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Again, probably going to do the same thing. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. listen to it once and then sleep on it for a while. And then a year later, randomly, they're like, oh, yeah, actually, less than a year later, it wasn't even a full calendar year before they were like, oh, yeah, we've got another album. We're just going to throw this out there now, too. And and that was uh, an album called Humility. Is it called Humility? Uh, the Now know. Now. The Now Now, that's what it's called. The first track's called I, Humility. It sounds like I'm smart, but I'm just looking no, at Spotify. Yeah, the Spotify, yeah. I, I keep so reading. You don't tell them that. Yeah, I know. I am smart and not a person who looks at Spotify, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. No, uh, Humility was the first like single they released from it. and that gives me thumbs up. And it's just like, it's wild. I, I really, really like this album because it's, it's very light on the hip-hop elements, even still. Like, I... I still have a preference towards more like melodic things in general. And this song being the single off it, it's 
Also, I'll say this. Most Gorilla stuff has a very dark or gloomy tinge to it. Mm. This album as a whole, super bright and poppy and happy. Hmm. Super weird for, <laughs> for them, especially. But this song is a song called Humility. It's got George Benson playing a lot of jazz guitar on it, and it's just super good. Influences there. Oh no, yeah, it, it's just super different and really happy sounding. Again, that's just really weird for them. But this song came out, and this whole album came out, and I was just like, "Dang, yes, this is this is what I remember loving so much about the Gorillas." And they kind of like came back around to it a little bit, but it's still really different than their original stuff. So I don't know. I totally got a bossa nova feel from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those uh, South American feels. Yeah, right in the Brazilian. <laughs> It's funny, the who that's interesting because the synth part is kind of playing what would be the bossa nova influence or whatever, where the the accents are on the but then the backbeat is still kind of it's still like straightforward, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's still got like very like hip hop kind of focus, and it's just depending on what you want to listen to, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, you know just fun yeah. to be able to alternate between them, but then the jumps could also switch over and. Kind of join the mm. Boston Nova thingies. Well, I know what I'm listening to on the way home now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's super good. I like that album a lot. Yeah. That song, and then there's a song called Fireflies. So it's a little bit gloomier like some of their other <laughs> stuff, but it's to, yeah, not that one. <laughs> when you uh, believe know that your It's really way, way different. So. 10,000 fireflies. Ten, it's 10 billion, I'm ten pretty sure. 10 trillion fireflies. I think it's 10 zillion fireflies, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 10 giga fireflies. 10 gigajoules. Hey, um, you guys want to take a break? And I, I had a thought, and I can just cut this Thinking out if we thoughts? decide not to do this. Uh, we've got a game, we and we could take a break and do the game after the break. And then next week could just be a part two for this week, and we do the rest because we're already at an hour and 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Are you guys going to be here next week, too? Cool. I am indeed. Yeah. So then that. we can just continue that up. So, but we still got a game, and games are just really fun. Um, yeah. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with a game. Game. Wow, wow, game, wow. game. 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 We have returned. <laughs> wow. Was that game showing up for you? No, Which is ironic. Really We're about to come to the end. Really Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. We have come to the game time. Whoa, that was good. That was a good like trombone slide <laughs> yeah, in thanks. there. Yeah. I practiced a lot. <laughs> Slash elephant voice. <laughs> um, so Matt, uh-huh. as the ever preparer of games, has uh-huh. prepared us yet another game. Would you say he's the game master? I would. Okay, cool. Answer I'm me the key these master. questions three. Yeah, the other side, you see. <laughs> what is your name? It's Monty Python reference for me. Yes. I got it. Answer Galahad. What is your quest? <laughs> to seek the grill. What <laughs> is your favorite color? Yellow. Uh, no, please. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> and this has been the Monty Python Power Hour. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I, I need to watch that movie again. It's been so long and it's yeah. so good. We're going to play the 3-2-1 game. Let's do it. (laughs) 
Nice interjection. How does it work, Matt? For uh, those of us who don't know, including my sister. Yes, please. So the way that this game works is uh, it's called the three, two, one game. That's it. Wow. Let's go. So Sweet. I'm going to play you <laughs> three seconds of a song, and it's up to you to tell me what the name of that song is. And bonus points, I guess, if you get the artist, um, which we still got to go over points. Uh, yes. Then I'm going to play you two seconds of a song, and you got to tell me the name of that song and the artist. Then I'm going to play you one second. And then for the almighty finale, you would think that it was just three of them, right? It's not. Uh, in fact, <laughs> it's not. In we fact, zero I, I jumped the over the. I <laughs> jumped you over. Your mind. Um, you're gonna get obviously one second of a song, but before that, you're gonna get one and a half seconds of a song, True. and then after that, you're gonna get 0.5 seconds of a song. So you're not even gonna get a full second. Uh, I was saying before this, I always think these are so easy because I prep them and I cut them down, and I'm like, there's no way they're not gonna get this because who wouldn't get this song? Um, so I, I'm really hoping this one turns out. Uh, if it doesn't, then I'm sorry. Uh, Do we also only get like three seconds and then two seconds and then one second to guess it? Or no, 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 no. And we can listen to multiple times and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. And you also have some hints that if we can't get a whole kind of okay, come up with some yeah, stuff. coming up with stupid hints is my favorite part. Are we are we working as a team or are we competing against well, each other? Yes well, let no. me tell you this: we've got separate points. We do have separate I, points. I, for example, have twenty three and a half. Penguin hats is oh. how many points I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, penguin hats. like the Pittsburgh sure. penguins, like the the sports hockey. Team? Yeah, it's no. Um, they're either it's it's whatever you can make. There's an an even uh, exchange rate between mm-hmm. hats for penguins and hats with penguins on them. Okay, so it's whichever one of those. I mean, I, you know, there is, it's an Put even exchange rate. On I mean, come on, is, like, is it an even exchange rate though? As of as of today on xe.com, oh, yes, okay, it cool. is. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure I have 13 and a half Bumbershnoot Cumberslatches saying the word penguin. So that's about what I have. Dirt Crampus Crunch! And I think we decided to just bunch all the guest scores into one yep. cumulative score. So you Seven. have whatever the guests have, which I think is you have what? like 14 snorkels right now. 14 okay, snorkels. Great. I'm yeah. going to take the snorkels. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, each point is worth uh, one toaster oven. So here we go. <laughs> one uh, toastmaster oven. <laughs> one toastmaster oven. Fantastic. Uh, oh, uh, fun fact that my sister pointed out here. You can tell them. Oh, like about the, the toastmaster toast thing? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a friend of ours back in Belgium is like the toastmaster king of Europe. What? What is that? Maybe not. He's the toastmaster king what of Europe. I think he's the toastmaster of Europe. He's the toastmaster champion of like because yeah. they do the That's competition cool. things. Like you did the like national toast, competition and then there's like European competitions. Like he's <laughs> really good at toasting. He's really good. Very good at toasting. Throwing some brioche down in there and buttering it up. Perfect roundness that you get on each side. Perfect caramelization of the bread. Oh, you don't know toastmasters. Oh, okay. Like the 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 it's speech. Like debating. Che- it's not challenging. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I legitimately thought like Toastmaster as like a toaster oven kind yeah, of. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> judges all the competitions. It's oh, crazy. Okay. This one is <laughs> medium brown. <laughs> <laughs> this one over here is poopy brown. <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me. It's very overdone. <laughs> yeah, they get Randy Jackson on there all the yeah. time. It's crazy. That's um, gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's debating a, a, a or speech. speech making. Yeah, yeah. It's so we do it at our work. Okay. I have to give a speech next week. Hey, I signed up. I'll be there. I think I know what I'm going to talk about. Wait, as in no, yeah, penguins. Penguins. Yeah, yes. I'm talking about penguins. Penguins, Girl. my dudes. All right, let's do the actual game. Okay, yeah, <laughs> three, two, one, game. So I'm going to play three seconds of a song, and you got to tell me what it is. I'm going to play two seconds. The you yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, here's the first song. 
of this one? What is it? This is uh, The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. Tis. Ah. Very good. Wow. I'm glad you got it because I would never have gotten that. <laughs> nope. Super good. I, yeah, I'm curious, what would your hints have been? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I was uh, gonna make him up. Oh, the I was gonna say, uh, uh, there's no Joker in when it comes to uh, this song. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, it's uh, bad. That was a really um, bad movie. Uh, uh, what else was he in? Oh, uh, well, other something than just about him being Mr. Crazy. Nobody. Something, something. He was, yeah, he started a movie called Mr. Nobody. This is a Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh yes, that guy. Right. I follow. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Yeah. Well, that was a really fast number yeah, sorry. three seconds. You ready for number two seconds? Oh. Yeah, I'm ready for number two <laughs> Here seconds. Here it goes. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. so familiar. It's, it's, it's a cool note. It's a cool note to sing. Oh, uh, Bon Jovi. Um, John Bovey. John Bovey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, halfway there. Living on a prayer. It's living on a prayer. You're you guys got it. right? I didn't okay. know what that one was. Oh, but I just wanted everybody else to play the game. Oh, so, just, what a kind just so you guys I'm not good at this game. <laughs> two for two. I, I really wanted to make these ones like super gigantic popular songs because I realized the last couple times I've done it, they've been like hugely popular songs, but not like the entire face of the universe knows them. Um, So, yeah. Well, except for one of them. (laughs) Which one was that? That one was the one where you went, some... (laughs) Some... Yep. Um... Goodness! Ah, sure, All right. Wow, we're going through the. We're blowing through these. these Sorry, guys. guys. Rocking and rolling. All right, here we go. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait! I know this one. Sorry, this wait, wait, wait. So the out of occasion, I'm gonna do just fine. Got okay. Wait, wait. Now I have to get to the name of it. Yeah. Just killing me. Man, I know the entire song, but like. Also, there's so many. There's it's like the verse, verse. <laughs> post verse, pre chorus, mm-hmm. chorus, yeah, and then the name of the song. Yeah. But like, I remember the exact place I was sitting the first time I heard this song. I was watching the music video, and I was in Berlin. And yep. I was sitting in like in someone's hotel room, and they were showing me this video, and I was like, "Okay, this is a song." This is the first <laughs> time. Where they're like singing the entire the same yeah. note like the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is yeah. the, the first like time I've ever heard of an indie band was the Killers. Mm-hmm. Which actually they would have been a pretty good candidate for what we talked about tonight because yeah. Day and Age was pretty buck wild different. Mm-hmm. Brandon yep. Flowers kind of dropped we have off. An entire next week. <laughs> to talk about next week. <laughs> All right, um, you guys. So, fun facts. It. Well. Yeah. I had an internal bet with myself that that exact thing would happen. Oh, that you would yeah. all start singing it simultaneously. <laughs> I, I was say How many breaks do you me. get for that internal bet? <laughs> oh, a, a million. Unlimited. A million uh, <laughs> Hufflepuffs. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wait, so just, just to know, because, you know, these points are obviously very important mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I had 14 snorkels, and now yeah. how many do I have? Uh, you also get one bonus Jewish band named Schmeckel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, one bonus, and those so are worth a lot. Snorkels and uh, one the, schmeckle. The currency. One Jewish band named Schmeckle. Oh, okay, very specific. Yeah. Yes. Very specific. Um, Don't mess that up. So, yeah, you guys Don't got that mess one. that up. We you get, get a second. Down. You get one second of the next one. Okay. And boy, boy, Bang. it's easy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 I 
but I could not give you a name or a artist. I'm pretty sure they don't say the title of the song in, in the song. Oh, Never Gonna Dance like Again. Uh, empty Feet have got no rhythm. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, Wait, are we in agreement? This is the. Yeah, it's a sexy sax man song. 100%. Yes, yes, that was. Uh, but uh, but I'm just trying to remember the uh, name and artist. I think that's, it should be the name, um, honestly. <laughs> sexy sax man. Never, no, I'm just saying, never gonna dance again. I think you all have points for, for that. For <laughs> sexy sax At man. least recognize you, you millennials. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a meme, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, okay, give, give some kind of a hint. Okay. Oh, a careless whisper. Oh, yeah. This is one I think I might have mentioned this on an episode, but if you didn't do it last time, look up Careless Whisper. Uh, it's like interpretive dance or something like that. Ooh. It's a game show where it's people <laughs> it have on, promising. Yeah. It's yeah. great. So it's a British show. It's kind of like um, it keeps getting better. Uh, Keep describing. Yeah. It, it kind of like uh, Who's Line. It kind of a show. I know it's getting great. Yes, and it's so. There's two ladies that are sitting down with headphones on, noise canceling headphones on, and they're playing Careless Whisper out loud. And a guy is motioning like the like miming out the exact mm-hmm. words or lyrics of it. It's like you know literal lyric charades dance kind of, kind of thing, charading yeah. it pretty much, mm-hmm. but Ooh. lyric for lyric. And they're trying to guess what song it is, but can't hear it at all. But yeah, everybody yeah. else can hear it, and you can hear the song. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, and he does such a great job. The guy that's dancing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really Sounds funny. Fantastic. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. We honestly we would try to do it with uh my roommates and I. We would get like a new one, just blow it put it up on the screen and then put it mute or put you know headphones on somebody else to try to get it to work and it never quite worked. But uh it was Did you very have noise canceling headphones? Well, no, always there was always some kind of hitch where it would be like, Oh, I heard it for a second or I saw the title or whatever. Yeah. And we like we really didn't try. You just have cheating roommates, I think that's what <laughs> No, I mean I was one of them and I was like, No, you showed me that God. <laughs> so man careless whisper what a great <laughs> random song what a great song written by the great the great late george michael ah that's oh, right yeah, yeah. Michael. of wham of wham mm-hmm. bam thank you ma'am mm-hmm. wham a lamb my ding dong oh black betty wham a lamb uh all right we've got oh, 0.5 seconds in this last one. you can put whatever you want in there <laughs> Whoa, uh, French pizza. Rambling. <laughs> <laughs> French pizza. Yeah, I've never one. heard of French pizza before. You never heard of French bread pizza? Y'all, yeah. Well, that was Y'all. not specifically what she said. But hop, hop on that French bread pizza train. Are you talking Come about like French bread pizza is one thing, but French pizza, I don't French know. French bread pizza. French pizza. <laughs> 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 I was trying to get that and it didn't work out. It works with everything. <laughs> uh, the last one is half a second. Here it goes. Everybody... I I've enjoyed this moment with you all. Uh, wow, what a heartfelt! Get ready for Is half a second end? of a song. Okay. Oh. It's the end of the amount of time before we've heard this yeah. half a second of a song. Oh gosh! No! Jeez, that was really short. That's so short. That's so short. Do it again. Oh man! Oh my gosh! It looks like you're dabbing. Are you dabbing? You just moved mm. your head. Over. One more time. That's not a dab. You gotta do it again. That's dead. Oh wow. my gosh. Oh man. Not that that's a clue in but any way. But you know way. what that reminded me of? Um, not this song at all, but you doing that. Uh, what was that song in like 2000, like 2015? 
2014 or 2013. Mm. It was 2012. Mm-hmm. I remember the one where it would be a video where people just standing there and then all of a sudden like breaking out dancing. It was a specific song. Like a flash mob kind of thing? It was or, like yeah. a flash mob. Um, but, oh man. Was it the Harlem Shuffle? It was the Harlem Shuffle. The Harlem Shake. That's Harlem Shake. Do the Harlem Shake. Or however yeah. it went. I just remember them saying do the Harlem Shake yeah. and then everybody, I guess, oh, doing man. a Harlem Shake. <laughs> Okay, but let's figure out this song one more time, and then let's get some clues. It's it, the Harlem Shake. Yeah. <laughs> it, okay. It's not Blue Oyster Cult, is it? It's not Blue Oyster okay, Cult. Yeah. Uh, here's is your first hint. It's much much later than that. Okay. It's not a saxophone. Okay. It's a synth sax. Kind it's of it's thing. a synth like yeah sax. I guess I would I would equate it to more that the part that you're hearing that yeah. I think you're talking about is more of a Middle Eastern kind of feel. Oh. Mm. Can we yeah. go a decade, or is that too yeah. much? Early 2000s. Uh, uh, a little bit later. I, I oh. mm, mm. This is uh, right at the turn of the 2010s. Oh, wow. so I think this I think this is 2010 or 11. Oh, it's in that span of like three years. No. Mm. Can we listen to it again? Okay. Might be 09. Oh, my. That's just oh, so Oh, it short. was at Lady Gaga. Mm. Wow. Or Is it Lady Gaga mm-hmm. or Katy Perry? Okay, it's Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. Bad Romance? No. I, I don't know other songs by her right now. You know one other one. I know you do. Poker Face. Poker Face. Uh, that's the one. Yeah, that was 2008, I want to say, mm. just based on where I remember being. Mm. I do not recognize that at all. No, no, no. Poker Face. It'll be a song where you've heard this a bunch of times, but if you only take this much of it, it could sound like any other song. Literally, it could fit into a lot of things. I, I don't know how to... you got that. That was amazing. All right, everybody think Poker Face again. Okay. I want to hold them like they do in Texas. Wow. That's another very monotone song, <laughs> yeah. just like the stupid killer song. Yeah, Mr. Brightside is a stupid song. <laughs> it is a stupid song by a stupid band. I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I think I really like he would have been thinking them with that. you probably more than anyone else. <laughs> I mean, with me when I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fight, fight. <laughs> to it's be fair, when song, I was 14, I did think I was pretty edgy for listening to The Killers. So, yeah. If I wrote Mr. Brideside, I wouldn't say it was stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a lot of money right now. a lot of money right now. Man, so uh, that was a fun game. Um, and you know what? We'll have more on this topic one week from today. The first ever part one of two. Yeah. We gotta leave him on a cliffhanger then. Yeah. We gotta we gotta think of something crazy. Stop in the middle of a sentence. Ooh, like the Sopranos. Yeah. So you just ruined it for me. You just ruined it for. Everybody's so confused now. Who <laughs> was I even? Um, no, that was a fake out. So ending. here, let's just uh, out of curiosity. Mm. That well, I can't think of a good cliffhanger. It doesn't matter. Mm. We, we could have a preview, but I haven't picked another band for next week. Yeah, yet, I, so. I've got one, and mine, mine is one. I'll just say it's one that I don't think got like thrice. I feel like got better, um, and then you know, and then just within there changed and stayed stayed good. Yeah, at, at the point where they got good. This next one is one that got better and then took a turn for the worse. <laughs> Let's mm. find out what it is next week on Joyous Collective. <laughs> <laughs>
everybody thanks for tuning in uh, feel free to you know check us out on uh, social media and stuff at Joyce Eclectic oh, email us at joyceclectic at gmail.com and tell all your friends and tell all my friends to listen to the show that would be fun did you say tell all my friends to yes. listen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna find your friends and then you're gonna find Parker's friends and tell all uh-huh. Parker's friends about and all uh, my friends my friends my friends um, but that's it for this week yeah. and we'll see you all next week when we continue bands that sound different than they used to. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bum, bum.